unto the Lord, unto the Lord. Hallelujah. I am yet to understand what uh, jambalaya, uh, whatever jambalaya means. <laughs> Let's give the pastor of this house a massive jambalaya. <laughs> Jump alive. Jump your hands together. Hallelujah. Truly, he is called from his mother's womb by Jehovah to do what he is doing. And um, we will ought to learn to appreciate gifts that are given by God. There are people that God has given them to the body of Christ to be a blessing. And it seems as if they can't do anything else than to serve God in this capacity. And all they require from us, after they have been chased by all the devils from our villages, is for them to be supported by the people that they are serving. One more time, a hand of applause for the set man of this house. Thank you. Your people love you. It is evident. Don't you love him? They love you. Um, he is standing and you can tell that any time that the mother of this house is standing by him, um, your pastor is more anointed than usual. And we want to appreciate the first lady of this house. Oh, you are, you are jambalaya. Jambalaya. <laughs> Whatever jambalaya means, um, I guess that's what I would take today and take it home. Jambalaya. You need to break it down for me, though, so that I will know. <laughs> Yesterday I heard it. I said, hey, I'm washing. Then I heard it again. I realized that the thing is working. <laughs> the thing is working. I want you to lift up your hands and begin to just worship. Give him glory and give him praise. Can I have some of the singers just help me sing the same song? Our God is champion and he reigns forever. Wherever you are, just worship him. God, for just five minutes, just give it up to him one more time. Forevermore.
I didn't come with a long message, but I want you to contact God before you leave this conference. You ought to meet with the God of this conference. There is a message that I will share, but most importantly, you ought to meet with him. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Put your hands together for this beautiful. I want you to pick up your Bible. Find somebody who doesn't have a Bible and uses the screen. And tell the person, this is the last day of the conference. You need to change your ways. Did you find the right person? The person who doesn't bring Bible to church? Are you sure you found the person? Open with me to Genesis chapter 12. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis chapter 12. Thank you, Jesus. Since everybody has preached about David, let me shift and add Father Abraham to it. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, I came with a team. We all came to fellowship together. Amen. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Tell somebody, this is about me. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. Read again with me in Genesis chapter 13, the verse 2. Are you in Genesis 13? I don't know what is happening in this atmosphere. I feel like worshiping. Is this God's meeting? Or our meeting? Come. come. Give this guy a microphone for me. Stand somewhere here. Remember in Genesis 12, Abraham was living in his father's house. You remember? Genesis 13 verse 2. 
And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Verse 5. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Just one more time. Somebody help me just worship him for just two, three minutes and I'll come back to the word. that you will anoint me with fresh oil and in a few moments you will speak to the heart of somebody perform your counsel do your bidding honor your name in Jesus name Amen you may be seated it's with great joy that I come this evening I want to thank the beautiful man of God for 
the opportunity to come and speak God's word in this place. I do not take it lightly at all. Uh, uh, there are places that God's name is. And when God gives you the privilege to serve in such spaces, you ought to appreciate it. Thank you for the privilege. I want to share with you a word that I believe you need for the journey ahead. Several of you in this place are likely to live for the next 120 years. Um, only a few people doubted. But I want to share with you a word that would take you that far. The God we serve, created by none, but he created all things. We don't know his beginning and we will never know his end, for he has no end. For God, he has no past and he has no future. He only has now. Because God doesn't live in the past nor the future. Your past, he is still there. And your future, he is already there. What you call a future is all part of God's now. God dwells yesterday and he dwells in today and he dwells in tomorrow and he is still dwelling now for him. That is why when I sin yesterday, I can confess today. I can't go back and correct what I did wrong, but God is standing right there in yesterday and he can correct it. He's the only one who can forgive and forgive thoroughly. This God, we cannot fully understand him. The things he does are amazing. We can't see him physically with our eyes, but we feel his presence. Just a song unto him, and you know that the presence of God is here. Yet you can't touch him. It will only take a very, very higher level of a fool to know that there is no God. The scriptures have already said it. That it only takes a fool to say that there is no God. There is God all around us. And yet, and yet... We can't touch him. We can't hear him physically. We can't taste him. We can't feel him. But he is available. I read my scripture from Genesis chapter 12. The scripture says that there was a man by name Abram. His name Abram meant exalted father. And yet the man who had a name exalted father was living in his father's house. Sometimes your name is a contradiction of who you meant actually to be. He is called exalted father, but he has no child, number one. And number two, he is living in his father's house. God came to this man and God told Abram that leave your father's house. By the time I finish, God will give instructions to some people. And my prayer is that you have the faith to walk with it. God said, leave your father's house to a land that I will show you. Not a land that I have shown you, but I will show you. Abraham was not 18 years, neither was he 24. According to scripture, he was 75. I feel like talking to the sister who thinks because you are 30, life is over for you. You are 30 and you are not married, so you think that is the end of the story. You are 32, you are not married, so now any man that comes, you take him like that. Because you are Zoom lion. Abraham was 75 and God said, even though 75, you have no child. 75, you live in your father's house. 75, you have nothing to write home about. 75, I will still start the journey with you. That is the God we serve. Age to God is but a number. You might be 54, but God can start something after this conference with you and shake the world with you. I met a pastor and he was confused and he was depressed. Why? Because he was 42. 
and 42 his church members were not more than 42 42 his church was being kicked out of the um, property they were in 42 and he looked at me with tears in his eyes and said my brother I am 42 Uh, at that time, this word was cooking in my heart. It wasn't yet cooked, but it was cooking. I said, Abraham was 75. Deduct 42 from 75. Take the change. Take it home. We serve a God whom your age does not intimidate. The fact that things have not happened in your life up till now doesn't mean that he can't make things happen in your life. He came to a 75-year-old man. If a man is 75 and walks to a pastor and says, the Lord is calling me, the normal pastor will tell my, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, join the elders and uh, join the counseling team. But God is the one who can take a 75-year-old man and say, let's start all over again. I came to give hope to somebody whom everybody is telling you are late and you are becoming late. I came to tell you, you are not late. If God is with you from 75, and the story can still be written. 75, not in his own house. In his father's house. 75. But we serve a God who is a promise-making God and a promise-keeping God. When God speaks to you, it is like a check. You can take it to the bank. If God told you that this year he would do great things in your life and we are on the 1st of November left with just about a couple of days for the year to end, I want you to know that God doesn't need the whole 60 days left to do something great in your life. He can use just a second whilst I'm speaking and spin things around and your life will be a crab affair. Yes. You can write that down. God is not intimidated by your age. Don't let anybody deceive you. Except you are not walking with this God. <laughs> if we are walking with this God, then your age doesn't matter. So now he picks up a man, 75, and tells Abraham, I'm going to begin a journey with you. In blessing, I will bless you. I will bless you so much that anybody that tries to curse you, the curse will not work against you because there is no space for a curse to land. He said, anybody that tries to curse you, the curse will come and go back to sender. I will bless you and make you a blessing. Now hold on. It is easy for the Lord to say, I will bless you. But for God to say that in you, all the nations of the world will be blessed, that is... That is by the time you break through, when will it get your children, your grandchildren, your city? And God says, the nations. Not just your nation, but the nations. And Abraham took the word. And tonight, I want somebody to understand whatever God speaks to you that you know this is a word for me, you have to take it. And eat it. Because if you don't mix the word with faith, it will not work. What makes us become anything in this faith is faith. Okay, alright. I'm back to Abraham. What will make your work with God bring results is faith. Everybody say faith. Faith. The Bible says, Hebrews 11 verse 1, now faith. 
is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not, not seen. The substance. The etymology of the word substance are two. Two synthesis brought together. One is sub, which means beneath, under. Stance, which means standing. Substance means what is under where you are standing. Which means that faith has to do with what you are standing on. What are you standing on? We stand on the word of God. When God speaks a word, not a word from me is for everybody. A word from me, part of it might be for you and part of it might be for somebody. But when you hear the one that is for you, don't check with your friend whether they have received the same thing. It is for you alone. And you have to learn to take it and eat it. What is the tree word for faith? Saoji. No idea. The girls will say, hey, Mo, Kayeli is still collecting and eating. Any ever hear? Horse. You will still take it and eat it. Because when the word is spoken, you have to immediately grab it and let it mix with your inside. That is how it works for you. When God came to Abraham, listen, Abraham was living in a polytheistic society, which means that he was living in a society where there were many gods. And then he hears a word and he knows that this one is not from Antoine, this one is not from Nogopo, this one is from Yahweh. And he takes the word that Yahweh says, move from your father's house. I am sure that his own father thought he was going crazy. How do I know that? Well, the Bible says that his own father was alive. His name was Haran. When Abraham heard the word and he decided to leave his father's house, his father followed him. It could be that his father was thinking, my son is so depressed. And then Lot followed him. Now, Lot's own doesn't make sense. Lot is younger. Abraham is 75. He hasn't broken through. Abraham is in the house. 75 there. When he starts hearing voices, you can doubt it. And then the young man Lord, the nephew, decided that, look, my uncle has heard something. And he says that blessing is somewhere. I will follow him. It means that Lord was more frustrated. I am not sure anybody here will follow an uncle that is 75. That tells you that I just heard a voice. That I should move somewhere. And then you also take your bag and say, uncle, I believe in you. When your uncle at the age of 75, he tries to raise a family, it hasn't happened. His hand has touched many things. It hasn't been anything. He is living in his father's house. And then he tells you, I'm hearing a voice. And you too, you say, I believe in the voice. It is not faith. Lot followed. But it is because this God we serve, when he tells you, he will perform his counsel. I don't know whom this one is for. But some of you have heard a word from God and yet many things are challenging the word. I came to tell you, if God is the one that spoke it, he will perform it. God is not performing it because of the integrity of the prophet. It's not about the integrity of the vessel that spoke to you. Sometimes it's amazing how because of the credentials of a prophet or a man of God or a woman of God, we tend to believe the word because we know that he has integrity over time. But the truth is this, the word is not coming from the person. The person is the messenger. The, the word is not from me. If no matter how many times God performs what I say, the word is not from The word is his word. 
It is his name that is on the line. I came to tell you that the year will end well for you. It is the name of God that is on the line. Abraham heard this. I wasn't there. But I know that if Lot followed Abraham, it means that there was some vim in Abraham. He woke up in the morning and Lot knew that this uncle is not the same. Sometimes when you come into a service and receive a word, you have to learn to guard the word and be so jealous about the word that people will know that this word is real. I've had people in church, I've been around for a while, and I've had people who were motivated, moved, they know God has spoken to them three weeks' time. They don't even remember what they heard. They receive a prophecy. There's so much in a hurry to receive the prophecy, but it gets deflated because the issues of life, you remember the parable of the sower, the issues of life begin to choke it. All of a sudden, you lose the vim, vigor, vitality of the word. But I know that this year's showers of blessing will not remain the same in your system. Somebody here will walk out with the word inside you, knowing that Goliath does not come to fight, he comes to intimidate. And you are ready to fight every Goliath that comes your way. You receive a word. Every message you have received about David, you put your name there. Why? Because you know that you have to hold on to it. If not, guess what? We'll run from one service to the other. One conference, you'll be waiting just for the next conference. No. By the the time the next hours of blessing come, your blessing must be evident. You must have a testimony to say that last year by the grace of God, this was where I was, but as I come into showers of blessing 2020, this is where I am. One of the people God has blessed me with today was testifying um, to a pastor friend of mine and told the pastor, I said, the word that was declared for the year 2019 has worked for me. And as a pastor, I felt so much joy because this is not out of manipulation or trying to you know, encourage somebody to testify by force. It is when the work, the word has worked, the evidence is clear. But you have to learn to be like Abraham. Abraham held on a word that a young man was motivated to follow. When you leave this service, you don't need the Holy Ghost to touch your head. One, two, three, say, why Or say, you just need to hold on to the word. Am I talking to somebody here? You have to, you, you have to, you have to deliberately embrace a word and say, this is my time. The God we serve is a promise-making God and a promise-keeping God. He took a man, 75 years, man of God, 75 years, took him from his father's house. He said, let's start a journey. The next chapter, the next chapter, chapter 30, verse 2, all of a sudden, Abraham is rich. Hey, that will be your story. Amen. Uh, that, uh, that, amen. No, if you decide, I said that will be your story. <laughs> Today is the first of November. By the first of December, you will testify. I declare 30 days of miracles in your life. By the first of December, I said you will testify in the name of Jesus. He will testify. <laughs> but if it, listen. Oh, I will not forget last year. I was preaching in October at Prophet Dan. I was in his meeting in South Africa. 
I, I just went into the service because I'll be preaching the next day. I came from the airport straight into the service. And then he's about closing the service. He comes to me and he says to me, man of God, I just see the Lord open the door in television for you. And he said all that. And I knew it was a confirmation of a word. I also knew that a season was ripe. So I claimed it. I believed it. I walked out of the service into the green room with so much vim and confidence. Then I'm told that somebody is looking for me. And it's this gentleman who, um, you know, I have not heard from him for a long time for various reasons. And he just comes to me and says, hey, it's good to see you. I just came to inform you that I've secured airtime on TV and Africa on DSTV. That's how I went to DSTV. And he says that, are you ready to record some messages? Hey, around here. Messages, no. Your packet sins. A gunipabo. But the word was spoken in that same evening. I was standing there in the meeting with Prophet Eric Hebeck, who was standing with me. I called him. I said, this man just came to tell me about what the prophet said to me just this evening. Just about 30 minutes or an hour. And somebody comes speaking and saying that you'll be on television. And I don't know how much they are paying. I don't know how much they pay any time they record me. I don't know how much they are paying for the airtime. I don't even know. I'm hearing Today, I went to the same conference. I finished speaking. The man of God comes and say, I see another door open in another television. Well, guess what? Just the next day, I'm told that we are on four different television stations. All network. We are on Star Times. We are on Quested TV. We are on DSTV. There are two television stations also in Nigeria. I don't even know their names. That have signed on and said that they will play. The, and it's not because, listen, let me say this. It's not because the content is the best ever in the world. Even though I know that it's good. It's not. The issue. Anybody want you win? Yeah. you win? You're a crane to you. You what I'm saying? But the point is this. That when God speaks a word, everybody doesn't have to believe for you. You have to believe for yourself and grab the word. Then all of a sudden, everything begins to flow in your area. At the millionaires in the service. Forget the person that is looking at your shoe right now. And say, hey, now we are coming. Now I'm sorry, age now. But they have no idea that because you like to hide your money, that's why you are wearing what you are wearing. At the millionaires in the service. you have to believe Abraham believed it and the next chapter that is the God we serve the next chapter all of a sudden the Bible says and Abraham was rich ah hold on he was living with his father Let me tell you the problem of some of us. The problem of some of us is we are too skeptical. Our faith level, every time. You see, the Bible said we should try all spirits. But the same Bible says that you have to believe his word. We are so skeptical. We are always calculating with God. This God, he doesn't give you the full picture. He just gives you the next step. He tells Abraham, get out of your father's house and I will show you a land. He didn't tell him where. Just walk with God. Am I talking about a sister here? 
Yes. The, the guy doesn't have the millions yet. But he has love. One full container in his heart. And he has faith. That it will work. And he, he, he speaks to you and says, It shall be well. But you're also, you also asking like MTN advert. Nancy can win. God told me to come tell you that every promise he's made concerning your life, he will cause it to come to pass. Every covenant he has with you and with your children, he will perform in your lifetime. You will not be put to shame. Say yes, the Lord, you will not be put to shame. I don't know why, but I see something in this house. I see the rising. Every person that is a member of this house, the Lord will raise you up so strong. It shall be a house of mighty people. A house of mighty people. Their conversation in the neighborhood will be that church. They will say, that church. Everybody is strong. Everybody is mighty. Abram took the word. Why am I staying here for a while? Because every other thing I will say is pivoted on you taking the word and eating it. Being a person of faith. Being a person of faith. Abram took the word and he ate it. And Lot followed. Lot followed because Abram had a certain energy after receiving the word. There is a way that after the word has been spoken, when you hold on to it, the manifestation will come quickly. There is a story about men of God in the 1800s that gathered to pray in America because there was famine. There was no rain. And when they gathered to, they actually said that they were going for a prayer meeting and they all went for the prayer meeting. But one man of God came with an umbrella because he believed that when they pray, the rain is coming down. The question is, do you believe the prayers you have been praying all over this time? Or you are believing that, yes, you are talking to God, but he will do it later. If you are a man that believes in God, you know that even after this service, even during this service, something will shift. If you said that this is showers of blessing, then you should have a faith that says the rings are coming down. We have become just like the children of Israel. We know there is God, but we've become familiar with God. You have no idea that God, when he comes into the house to bless and to heal, he doesn't even need the preacher to lay hands. Whilst the worship was going on, God could still heal you of fibroids. And you have to be a person that believes that there is healing in the worship ministration. Abraham believed God. He believed God that the Bible said it was counted for him for righteousness. It doesn't make sense. When you study scripture, the only way we become righteous is by accepting the offer given by Jesus. Jesus had not been born. Mary hadn't gotten pregnant and Joseph hadn't proposed. And Mary had not been born. Jesus was to come from the lineage of David and David has not been born. But Abraham believed God that something that should happen in the New Testament happened to him in the Old. Faith can shorten the process. Faith can suspend the protocols. Faith can give you what you are not meant to receive this year. Faith can give you what you are meant to receive 30 years on in this year. Abraham believed God. I'm still here because if we don't get this one, everything I say won't work. You have to be a person of faith. You don't need to go to school to have faith. 
Faith is just belief. Then I believe. Every other thing God does is anchored on faith. If not, this beautiful auditorium will still be there. And all we'll do is to come and fellowship. But I believe that this is a factory for greatness. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In this place, greatness will be produced. And you have to believe. Somebody say, I believe. I believe. The Bible said, Lot followed. When God was blessing Abraham, Lot followed. And so all of a sudden, Lot too. Genesis 13, 5, put it on the screen. Lot also. All of a sudden, Lot also. 13, 5. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and heads and tents. I want to pause and teach a principle before I proceed in preaching. This is the deal. God calls an Abram. Not everybody is an Abram. Okay, let me pause. God calls an Abram. Not everybody is an Abram. But there are a lot of lots. God pours the blessing into the teacup. But every saucer, when it overflows, will receive some. But that nobody, how many of you have done a tea in a teacup? I, mean, I, I used not to do it. And you send me a teacup the other day. But, 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 you know, we have to all be gentle and we attend all these meetings and they serve tea in teacup and we share the thing. But everybody knows that the tea is not made into the saucer. The focus is about the teacup. But isn't it amazing that when your tea spills into the saucer, you don't drink it from the saucer? Hana. Uh, hey, okay. If you ask this, what do you mean, Kasama Mangrofo? You know, Mr. Shake. Make sure this isn't quite enough. Charlie, my one, the saucer doesn't have to do anything. It just sits under. And once it overflows. Why am I saying this? Because when we preach all these messages that empower people, we need to also let people understand that not everybody is an Abraham. So that if your place is to be a lot, just stay there. You will still get blessed. I don't want to preach a message and then somebody goes and resigns from your job when God is not telling you to do so. God will have one Abram and have a lot of lots. That's why his name was Lot. So that if you are in a lot position, just save. Not everybody will be senior pastor of this house. We cry different. We Because a lot of people hear a message. I need to bring this in before I proceed where I'm going. A lot of people hear messages and just misinterpret. No, listen. There will be lots of lots. But there will be one Abram. So that if your place right now is the place of a lot, just stay 
obey and serve. I found people jump into things that God has not called them to do. Because when he sends you, he knows that you can't accompany, uh, you can't accomplish all of that except he accompanies you. So he accompanies you to accomplish what he has sent you to do. That is even unfair. That he sends you and then he goes with you. And yet, if he hasn't sent you, he won't go with you. When you take a step, you will take a walk, he will watch you. God called Abram, but Lot lost his place. Because Lot became also wealthy. The Bible said Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks. All of a sudden, Lot had flocks. Then he had herds. What is interesting is not just about that. Because Lot did not just have, he had also workers. So Lot, working with Abram, had so much. (laughs) Verse 6 is, and the land was not able to bear, verse 6, them that they might dwell together for their substance was great. That would be your portion. That amen was not with them. So that they could not dwell together. Now, let me just say this again. Listen, listen. Lot came to follow. The thing started working for Lot. But all of a sudden, Lot also has become a champion. So Lot, Lot's substance is huge. May we never forget the hands that were laid on us. May we never forget the people that opened doors for us. May we never forget the people that opened the door and pushed us into the space. May we never forget the anointing that worked for us. I'm saying that because some of you, listen, what I see coming upon this house, a drew. so that you will never forget the altar that spoke for you the house that released grace over your life it is easy for you to say how can I forget because you've not received it yet when the Lord has turned your captivity the scripture says it will be like a dream Lot, so blessed man of God. He didn't receive any word from Jehovah. Somebody received it, but the thing was working. You need to be there. You were not there. No more. Is it working? The thing was working. He hadn't received anything from God. There is a brother that might be struggling, struggling, struggling. And then he gets married to a babe. Babe. Pa! And then all of a sudden, his life is looking fine. Everything is fine. Because the scripture says that when a man finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor, there are babes that bring favor. There are others that chop favor. But this one brings favor. I'm taking my time to talk to somebody because 
all of a sudden, your elevation is so high, you think that this babe doesn't deserve that level. On poor Yendru Ho. It's one of the troubles we are facing all over the place. <laughs> a sister is struggling, 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 gets married, two rings on her finger, she walks around doing this, doing that, everything. And then all of a sudden, the man that put the ring on, Bluffs them again, again, again. I worry in Nikabuka. They couldn't dwell together. Verse 7. I'll come back to Abraham, but I need to deal with Lot. I hope it's working for somebody. I mean, I came after tonight. I'm not here. I'm not here. So I know you not do that. And there was a strife between the headmen of Abraham's cattle and the headmen of Lot's cattle. How did Lot get cattle? Because he followed who? So his workers. They got a job because Lot got cattle. Lot got cattle because he followed Abraham. Which means anybody that comes fighting Abraham, Lot should fire them. Let me feel free tonight. The pastor is believing God with you that you get married. You get married. Cool. And now I... And then you, your wife, you, you got married. Your wife is from that other church. Come and say, oh... Then you scratch your hair for a while. Scratch for a while. Then they don't find you in church because because your wife is not your wife is not happy. Your wife is I said, well, let me deal with this. Eh? I feel like dealing with it. Look straight. side Look straight. Your wife is not happy. Then all of a sudden you say, giving one excuse or the other. Hey! How did you get cattle? And yet, and yet cattle now. Emma, milk, no. How did you get cattle? Look at this guy. <laughs> you are responsible for how you interpret what I say. <laughs> how did you, how did Lot get cattle? A number of people are not born again. <laughs> Let's do altar call. How did you, all of a sudden, you do? Lot has a lot of cattle. Can I feel free here? Some people, their own biological parents, your father, your mother that give birth to you. You get married to a man, get married to a woman, and the person doesn't like your mother. Your mother, how many, how many years are they left with? So your mother was coming to your house, they didn't call. No, you didn't know him. How did you get a husband? She got pregnant for nine months. 
I'm not saying she has the license to do everything, but she got pregnant for nine months. Gave birth. This guy could cry. Now you say you have a fine man. You say you say you have a fine man. And then you say when she was coming, she did not. Some things we do, and we don't notice that we are just like Lot. It's easy for all, all of us to read and say, ah, now Lot, now I bought that man. But many of us are doing the same thing. When you were looking for a job, you were at the altar, you were in prayer meetings, praying that God will open the door. Then you get a job, go to work under a boss who is the Abraham and you are a lot. And now you join a clique of other people to ridicule your boss. And you are showers of blessing. God said I should talk to you. When you get to work and your boss passes and people start giggling and laughing, don't forget who signs your check. It is not everybody that is meant to set up that company. I have seen mechanics that were so good on a job working under a bus. So good. And then they thought because they are good, they can step out to do their own. They were even encouraged by clients who were coming. But when they step out, the same clients is not good to them. Because it doesn't just take the skill of a mechanic to set up a shop. It takes management, administration. It takes some level of sales and marketing. It takes some level of customer service. And when you don't have all of that, all you have is to screw things on and screw things out. They will go to where they can get a full package. It takes a grace of an Abraham that will make a lot. I've seen it. I've seen it in ministry. I've seen it in business. I've seen it in many things. I've seen people gifted. I've seen you year after year. I've seen you year after year. Because there are gifts that don't blossom in isolation. They are branch gifts, which means that they need to be attached to the tree. When we cut the tree from the stem up, it might struggle to live. And when we cut the branch, the tree will still grow tall and grow different branches. Abram was the real tree. Lot was a branch. There was strife between the headmen of Abram's cattle and the headmen of Lot's cattle and the Canaanite and the Perizzite that dwelt in the land. Then the land. Verse 8. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, oh, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my headmen and thy headmen, for we be brethren. Verse 9. Watch this. Abraham is talking. It's not the whole land before thee. Separate thyself. Hey! Separate yourself. Abraham did not say, I'm separating you. He said, why don't you separate yourself? I pray thee from me, if thou will take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And this Lot, and they say, Oshay designer, Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan. And it was well watered everywhere before the Lord, before the Lord destroyed, before the Lord destroyed. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou cometh unto Zohar. I want something to stay in your heart tonight. 
Never forget the hands that were laid on you and those that God used to raise you up. And never forget the anointing that is working for you. Never forget. And when the anointing has worked for you and people come trying to seduce you to move away from that grace, that anointing, that person, that workplace. Never forget. Gather all the boldness and tell people in their face that I know how I have arrived where I have arrived. Never forget. He looked. And the Bible said he chose him all. This shows the heart of Lord. Can I speak some tree here? You came to follow the man. That thing is working for you. All of a sudden you are employing people. And the people are, are fighting the man. And the man comes and says, let's not fight. It's not even Lot who said, oh, I don't want to fight. Which means not Kawaii already, pal. And the man said, let's not fight. Listen, the land is before us. Choose a place. And he looked at the fine place. East Legon. Trasaco. And he chose all. What works for you, it's not your strategic choices. What works is grace. A dumb. When the grace is on a man, he can dwell in a place like Bola and transform the Bola into something glamorous. When the grace is on a man, on a woman. Listen, sisters, don't even go out there trying to look for a rich man. When the grace of God is on you, whoever he gives you, pick the person and accept the person because that grace will transform the person's pocket. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The grace is what works. God spoke to Abraham. God is with Abraham. God has his promise with Abraham. Every other person around Abraham might prosper, but they don't still have the promise. And so the Bible said he left. He did not know that that would be the first time that comprehensive sexual education will start in Sodom and Gomorrah. Makkah. That God was about to destroy the place. There are two things I have said tonight, and I'll say the third thing, and then we'll pray. I've said number one, you ought to have faith. When God makes a promise to you, and you know this is the word of God for me, you ought to have faith. And number two, I've told you that there are people that are Abrams, and there are people that are Lots, and the Lots are more than Abram. So you know your place. There are people in my life that God has linked me to, man of God. And those people are major door openers for me. So sometimes I go around, go around, I come back to them. Because I know how God works. There are those that open doors for you and they don't look like they can give you any opportunity. There are those that have a voice. They mention your name in places. And you ought to learn how to work it out. God in his wisdom gave me a father. He took me to school so I can speak better English than him. And he is my father. And I was minding my business doing something as I was called that my father is seriously ill and he says he wants to speak with me. And I had to buy a ticket immediately and come. And somebody will say, why? Because I have an understanding. God could have allowed me to be given birth to by a man that is so rich in New York. But I decided one quote man from Bipon should be my father. 
He didn't make a mistake. Without him, I'm talking to somebody who perhaps you are in this service expecting the Lord to bless you, but you know you are not on very good terms with your father. And I'm talking about when you know that you ought to humble yourself and sort it out. When he called, I knew that when I arrived, he wouldn't die. It's not because there is anointing on me. When I arrived from the airport and made my way to his house and entered his room, his eyes are dim. I told you yesterday. And then he heard my voice and whined about me. And they mentioned, I said, ah, Pastor Waha. Then he got up from his bed and sat up. I could see Vim. It doesn't mean that he will not die one day. What it just means is that he saw that I have honored him. He is my Abraham. If he did not come, I wouldn't have been here. Who is that Abraham you have taken for granted? And yet you are expecting that there will be showers of blessing. No, God will use an Abraham. Have you taken this great Abraham for granted? He is the man that God sent into this neighborhood. He's fought devils. I'm not giving accolades to a man beyond what he deserves. At least I know the history, a bit of the history of this, this house. Where did that come from and where it's going? And I'm seeing God use him to do this. And every one of you is part of this because this man is having the heart to honor God. Which Abraham are you taking for granted? Which Abraham are you taking for granted? It's showers of blessing. There is a message I can preach. Every one of us will be jumping on our feet. But I came to tell you, God, yesterday I spoke... The anointing on this man is for the curing of the cancer the enemy has plotted for you. The anointing on his life, on this woman's life, is for your children's sanity and healing. So that when any voice tries to make you disrespect, disdain, disgrace, dishonor, this anointing, you ought to be smarter than that. Because the moment you dishonor him, his anointing ceases flowing. The transaction is done with honor. Except a man of God is abusing people. There is no way that people should dishonor him. I've seen some folks in town these days. They dance to all songs in the church. And even those people, the, the musicians play it. And even those people, there are people who honor them. We know the end of Lot, so I won't preach about that. Let me conclude with Abraham. So now God said, after Lot has gone. I pray for you that any Lot that is choking the flow of God's grace in your life, after this conference will leave you. Uh, you see, the problem is some of you know the particular Lot. So you can't even say the amen well. I said, I pray for you that any Lot that is choking the flow of God's grace into your life will leave you after this conference. After Lot left, then God came and spoke to Lot, to Abraham. The interesting thing is this. When Lot was around, God didn't say anything anymore. They were only partaking of the first voice. God never said anything to Abraham anymore. Why? Because the wrong guy was in the thing and benefiting from the thing. One of the things I can't stand is to find people who are benefiting from somebody and yet run the person down. I can't stand it. It doesn't make sense. 
I know tonight is a bit different. Allow me. I'm speaking by the Spirit of God. I can understand that there is a boss that pays your salary and yet, I can't get it. I can't understand that you have a husband who is supposed to be the head of the family and you don't respect him. I don't understand. I don't understand. Except the man forced you. What you? What you? What you? But if he didn't force you, I don't understand. I can't understand how a young guy having been, take, having been taken care of by your parents will disrespect the father. I don't understand it. I can't get it that there is... Let me talk about it again. I know I'm not talking to you. It's just for somebody who is watching. I don't understand how somebody can disrespect a pastor under whom they sit every Sunday after Sunday to hear. I don't understand it. Lord, his heart, the way he chose the land, shows how he sees Abram. He thinks Abram is not smart. Doesn't respect Abram. And yet it was the grace and the anointing and the promise on Abram's life that was working. The moment he left, God said, uh-huh, now I have your attention. Come, let me show you what I will do for you. I pray for you. That every person that is not meant to, as a person, I'm not talking about devils, as a person, that is not meant to be situated in your life after this sermon will move so God can have his way in your life. <laughs> and the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward. And God didn't say anything when Lot was there. For some of you, your lot is not a lot. Your lot is like that, that of Jonah. Jonah was in the boat. The boat was shaking. The winds were blowing. The storm was raging. And because of that, people throw, the, the people of the, in the ship threw away the goods of the people out. They lost their containers. 20 footer, 40 footer. They lost their goods because one man entered the ship. One person entered the ship and their business collapsed. The money they were trading with left. And guess what? He was sleeping. Any Jonah or Joanna in your life that is blocking the flow of God in your life. Tonight, 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 tonight. We open the exit door. God comes to Abraham and says, let's go back. I called you when you were 75. I would have done so much in your life by now. When I took you, just the next chapter, I made you rich. But there was this guy that came in. You loved him. But he had different intentions. And he blocked the flow. Let's begin again. And God began to promise Abraham. And promise Abraham. And promise Abraham. Till now we find Abraham has a son. And God continued to promise Abraham when he tested Abraham again. God sent me here to tell you. His promise in your life. As long as you believe is still put it. If the promise is not being fulfilled. Check your surroundings. 
do you have lots around you? Some of you are waiting for the Lord to show you lot, but you know lot. This evening is not the evening that I come to say, you are about to be blessed and then you shout amen. God sent me here to tell you, examine your life. Are you blocking the flow of God by dishonoring parents, dishonoring superiors, dishonoring anointings? When you stay in church for a while, some of you that have been in church for a long time, you know how it is. It's amazing how you can easily have the penchant to speak with disrespect against anointed people. The same anointing that blesses people because now you have become a Christian for a long time. I see people on social media and I'm asking, who raised them? They can post anything and write anything. Tonight we are correcting errors so the showers of blessing can flow. I'm talking to somebody who has created a situation. You know it's in your house. Well, as I talk about husbands and wives, you know that the word came to you. I'm talking to somebody whose, whose issue is about how you speak about your boss behind them. It's easy for me to come and say blessing is coming. But God is telling me to tell you, remove the things that are blocking the flow. Remove it. Are you listening to me here? Maybe you are seated today and you do know that the honor that you ought to show your mother, you are not doing that. You came to say, I receive. So please, you better say, I receive. I'm talking to somebody to align your life because something is coming into this house. Something heavy is coming. Something heavy is coming something heavy something heavy and if we don't repair the road the flow Abraham walked with God even when God had blessed him so much and God said I want you to give me Isaac he could have said anything to God he could have negotiated but he still walked in obedience with God God sent me here to tell this house 2020 2020, I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, 2020. By 2020, by this time, this house, prayer temple, will be known in the whole city of Accra. Get ready. You see, I don't know which numbers you have here tonight, but I'm prophesying in the name of Jesus. 2020 by this time, October ending into November 2020 by this time, your numbers will be not, not less than double what we see on this space. When you gather on a weekday, on a weekday, there, 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 there are people that have saved and keep saving with their time, with their resources, with their energy. That God will surprise heavily. Yes. Prophecy. It's not just because I said, I just released a word. The Lord says, I should tell prayer temple, He is rewarding. He is rewarding every one of you church workers that serve in the house. God is rewarding. 
every energy you put in the house, God is rewarding. But everything that is blocking the flow must be removed. Stand to your feet with me. I'll pray three prayers. I'll hand over to pastor and then he'll come. My first prayer is this. If you are here, especially this is particularly for those of you, if you are here whilst I'm talking, I see, I still see, I see three distinct people in the area of real estate rising. The area of property. One of you, listen, it will start so small. It looks like it's not it, but it is it. Don't despise little beginnings. There is a rising of an army. Money will be common in this house. So common. Some of you, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about your children. Your children will be so young and yet they will be walking in wealth. Everything they do will bring results in wealth. Under the sound of my voice, you're listening to me. I prophesy by the Spirit of God. We will testify about this one. testify about this one. The Bible says concerning Solomon that in his days silver became like the sand. Prayer temple, you, you will be blown away by the wealth that is coming. Write it down, listen to me. We've done this for a while. By the grace of God, we speak the way we speak. June, last June, I was recording episodes for the TV program in South Africa. The man that pays for it, he wasn't in town. He flew into town, came to my hotel and told me, he's a man of God. The night before I left, he's a man of God. I've done a deal. I've lost my money. They had cash with them. Something, something. Some authorities in one country came to the place and took the money. And in that country, in Africa, when your money goes to authorities, that's the end of the story. One country like that, I think. They want to collect it. I said, How much is the money? He said, Man of God, $360,000. I said, Cash. He said, Cash. I said, Hey. All of a sudden, there was a voice. I rebuked the voice. The voice in my head said, I said, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. It's a devilish voice. 360,000. I don't know what happened to me. I said, you will get your money back. I thought this guy, even when I said, I said, then this guy said, amen. Then he went into his wallet and pulled out dollars and put it at my feet. Hey. Then I said, how did they take it? Then he told me, I said, eh, but that one there. Then he said, no, no, you have prophesied. It will work. And I said, eh, but the conditions, do you have a lawyer? He said, I've paid the lawyer. I said, call the lawyer. All of a sudden, I shifted the matter to the lawyer. He called the lawyer, and I was sad because the lawyer just told him, uh-huh, what is it? Uh-huh, it is late. Uh, I will call you back. <laughs> I was sad. I still said you will get your money. That was June. October, he came to my hotel in Zavav in Johannesburg. He said, I 
try to contact you. Check your mail. And I saw he has sent one message like that. He said, I tried to contact you. I got the money back. I said, you got which money? He said, I got the money back. You don't, some officers don't walk into your hotel or wherever, meet you and collect in this particular those and collect your money. You can't even trace them. They called him. He flew from South Africa to go and meet them. After months, they called him. I prayed for him in June. They called him in July. They called him in July. And his money was sitting there. He knows nobody. I'll mention the country. He knows nobody in Nigeria to in intervene for him. So when he went there and he lost the money, that's the end of the story. But they called him and said, come. Come for your money. And when he was going to do a transfer to send them on, they said, no, no, no. If you want to fly, we will give you certification to hold that amount of ball cash, which is beyond 10,000 normal ball cash to travel. Show the paper to everybody. So when he took the money, he had to give an offering. <laughs> Prayer temple, I hear by the spirit of God in my ear. Between now and next year, there is the rising of giants. What is going to be your prayer? Your prayer is so simple in the next two minutes that Lord, whatever you do in this season, don't leave me and my house out of it. Are you ready to pray that prayer? Lift your voice and begin to pray. Whatever you do in this season, whatever you do in this season, whatever you do in this season, even if you are visiting this service, collect your portion. Whatever you do in this season, He will make a room for you. He will open doors for your gifts. He will open doors for your face. Lord, whatever you do in this season. pray for you that's the third prayer I'm going to pray for you a special prayer my desire is that in this house everybody will be a giver all right 17 people said amen 
everybody. But you know that you can't give if you don't have. But I'm going to pray that you will have. I'm believing God that he will so much bless you that whatever the shadow for this building is because of you the time will be shortened because of you I feel a grace I feel a blessing feel it. In 2007, I was in the meeting. I know you'll be taking communion. I was in the meeting. The Lord led to me to a man. God told me, number one, he's blessing the church. The church was meeting under a shed. One pole here, one pole here, and then there was a roof. And God told me, he's blessing the church. And a sign the Lord gave me was that where I'm standing, there used to be a well. But the place had nothing. And I just said, a sign is that I see a well in this place. And everybody was clapping me. I said, why? The pastor said there used to be a well. They covered us. None of where I was standing. So I just moved um, a little. Because if the well is alive you know, by the spirit. So I just moved. I said, here. So I, went. I never went back there. And then I told them. But man of God, this is the funniest part. When God told me that I should pray for two people, three people. And I prayed for the first person. Everybody was laughing. Apparently, the guy was like one of the most broke people in the church, if not the brokest. Even though the sign I said was right, once I went to the man, I heard people laughing. It's like, wait here. I almost lost faith. I said, why are you laughing? And he was crying. I laid hands on him and prayed for him. It was February 2007. May 2007. His pastor was here in Ghana. I was taking him to the airport, the old airport. He got out of my car and came back. He said, man of God, I need to remind you. Do you remember the young man you prayed for? I said, yes. He said, he gave an offering. He he, he gave his tithe of $40,000. I said, how? He said, but you, 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 you pray for him now. I said, I pray for him, but how? Because I'm praying. I want to know. So I will stop praying and go for my own. And he said, ah, but you prophet. I said, yes, but how? He said to me that August, they would want to invite me back to the church if I was okay. I was okay. So I went back to the church. Up till today, He stood for elections even though he did not win for governorship in Imo State. Any of you from Imo State in Nigeria? Um, currently, the governor that won has put him on his team. He's, and it means a lot of things. It, you know, on this side, doesn't mean so much. On that side, it means a lot of things. Just because in a season, something came upon him. 2007, up till today, the word is working. Right. 
This conference is called Showers. So I'm going to pray for you. For every member in this place, well, after I've prayed for you, listen, I don't care if it is one CD, I don't care if it's five CDs. On Sunday morning, I want you to take out a special offering. That is going to be your first seed towards being a mega giver in this house. You will, you will always have. Put it in the hands of your children. I don't care if it is 500 Ghana, 100 Ghana, 1,000, 2,000, 20,000, whatever. Let your heart ask the Lord. I'm going to pray that God supplies. Listen, I speak what we have handled, what we can testify about. I have people in the space that can testify. That's what we speak about. Lift your right hand up and pray with me. For every person who is a businessman, businesswoman, this prayer is coming for you. Some of you, you've not started out yet, but this prayer is coming for you. Father, I stand on this altar. You did it in the life of Abraham. He was 75. And now, Lord, I pray. The person that thinks that age is not on their side. Change the story. The person that feels late. Change the story. Release a blessing upon your saints. Release a blessing upon them. A blessing upon them. A blessing upon them. A blessing. In the name of Jesus. Release your blessing. Upon them, upon their children. You said to me, you are raising givers. Raise them up as kingdom financiers. Lord, let these ones. Everybody under the sound of my voice. Let their lives, their families never have a cause to complain about money. Lord, let their lives produce. Open strange doors. Break the fountains of the deep. Open doors, open doors, open doors. In prayer temple, open doors. In the name of Jesus. May they always have to give. But Lord, I also pray that when you have blessed them, none will be like Lot. None will be like Lot. None under the sound of my voice will be like Lot. I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the beginning of awesome things, greater things, amazing things. Lord, I give you praise. Even towards Sunday, I pray for whatever offering is laid at the altar. That it shall be the first of many mega things to come. In the name of Jesus. Let a blessed person clap your hands and give God glory. Hallelujah.